0: Hello girls and ghoulets and welcome to the Gospel of Ghosts, the podcast that aims to bring the narrative of ghosts to the forefront of their music. My name is Niall and today I'm joined by the other half of Ghost Clergy UK, Bryn. How's it going?
1: Hey Niall. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm just staying busy during lockdown, I'm still working from home and yeah, just trying to, trying to stay sane. How about How about yourself?
0: Oh, exactly the same, man. Exactly the same. I cannot wait for another bank holiday though. Four day weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the best. <laughs> So, you're part of Cl- Ghost Clergy UK um, yes. with Aidan, who is previously on as a guest. Mm-hmm. How did you discover the band Ghost?
1: It was a weird one. I think a couple of years back, I think it must have been 2013, 2014, my friend who knew I was into... Glam bands and uh, theatrical bands and like Kiss and rock and roll stuff. We generally had the same sort of interests. He he, he said, oh, "I don't really like this band, but I feel that you you would." And he sent me over. I think it was Year Zero and their performance at I think it's Webster Hall. Um, it's like a full professional recording of, of their uh, their live performance, and I was just taken aback. And I was like, "Wow, I'm, I'm hooked." <laughs> it was something about it. It was so sinister yet so beautiful in a way. <laughs> It, from the imagery to the music, it, it just sort of came in, intertwined into one and it, it made sense to me. And then from then onwards, it was just a rabbit hole of just learning the tracks and that. Start of 2015, that's when Meliora came out and that's when I fully got, obviously, looking into the new music Ghost.
0: Why is it that every single one of my guests has heard about Ghost before I did? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but that's, that's the beautiful thing of it. Like every album and every every generation, as I say, so because gener- it's not like we've gone through so many generations. Um, but every yeah, every alteration or every every think of uh, each, each album cycle, which brings in a whole new host of fans, which is great. Which I think it's just it's good that obviously for the band they get a lot more exposure, and obviously a lot more money, etc. But I think for, it's it's nice to see that. A lot more people appreciate their music. And it, and it weren't just me back in 2013, 14, or whatever it was, just going trying to get my friends involved and go, oh, look at this band, look at this band. Now people are starting to hear about the band on a, on a much, much grander scale now. It's not just me going crazy in my tinfoil hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like from a from an older fan's point of view, obviously you discovered them really during the infestism days. Mm-hmm. Infestismum days, sorry. Yeah. Are you happy with the sort of progression that they're making towards the lighter side of rock?
1: I'd say so. I know I know some people like started to drop off a little bit, um, especially with Raquel, because obviously, as you say, the light side of rock and the more theatrics became a bit more stup- stupendous, is the word, mm-hmm. uh, over the top. And But I quite enjoyed that because I've always been into sort of these larger than life show-off bands, a bit like Kiss and your Motley Cruise and et cetera, which included, obviously, I, I, I always liked the music, but in terms of the stage show and the performance, it was always exaggerated and... Over the top, and you can tell as the albums go on, and they are constantly evolving and getting bigger. So are the albums and the grandeur of them, and uh, and the grandeur of the stage show. So I, I think, yeah. Um, whilst there's not this sort of cult, sort of little following anymore, and, and sort of cult aspect of it, where it's it's so uh, cloak and dagger and dark magic and satanic uh, rituals, etc. I, I don't, I don't personally mind, but I can see maybe why some people who thought they were getting into a black metal band are now. <laughs> seeing a big transition in it instead, so yeah, personally I don't, but I can see why some people might be aggrieved by it. So
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I I see it as a sort of emulation of the actual storyline. Personally, for me, because yes. they start off small yeah. and yeah, you know, sinister, and then they become a bit more open to the populace and stuff. So it is sort of a nice little mirror into that world. indeed yeah. So I ask every guest this question: What would you say is your favorite Ghost song and why? Cool. This
1: is quite a difficult one. But I feel it would have to be the the song that got me into Ghost, the first song I actually heard personally, which was um, uh, Year Zero. And the something about it, it was, as I say, it was so sinister and so eerie. And then with this big, chanting chorus line, as you say, like preaching to the masses in a sense. I think, yeah, I think that's what really got me hooked. And then I coupled that with the imagery and that, but that, that song really sort of stuck with me and... When I've seen them live, or ju- when I just listen to the track, it just gives me sort of chills, and all. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird to talk about, but it's just yeah, it's, it's definitely. Um...
0: No, I com- I completely get it because actually my answer is exactly the same. Like cool. it is, it is Year Zero, and I will never forget seeing them live for the first time and seeing them yeah. live afterwards with the whole the fir- just just the Archangelo line where he turns yeah. his back and screams it towards the,
1: the, the, the yes the
0: stage. Yeah. It's it's magic. It's magic. Some it's unreal, yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it, as you say, it just gives you. Seeing it live as well, you you always look, like excited for it and like waiting for it on the uh, on the set list.
0: Oh yeah! If they ever take it off, I will riot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm there with you. now, I'm there with you.
0: And I'm from Ireland, so we we know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're part of Ghost uh, Ghost Clergy UK, sorry, which is one of, if not the largest fan base in the UK. For Ghost, yeah. Briefly, how did you get into that admin with Aiden and stuff? How do you guys meet?
1: Yeah, so we we been talking for quite a while. Um, just every time he would post or something, we'd be in constant communication. Um, just just got quite palier really. Um, and then after a while, we needed some help running the page and just put put the, sort of the feelers out there, um, asking people if they'd be interested. And I think I was the only person to respond. Um, to, to help to help him out. And yeah, I think I think that sort of came came about probably about a year and a half ago, two years ago. I think it was just just before um, Briquel came out, mm. uh, but yeah, I've, I've just been in, involved ever since, posting as much as I can and helping out promotions and just trying to be just to give him some help. Obviously, um, he's his page and he's done a really good job of it, but it's just trying to keep up that progression and get get more people interested, really, and uh, spread the the good word of Ghost.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Um, how many uh, like? Because obviously, I'm involved in like the Ghost fandom on Twitter and Instagram and stuff now. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really beforehand before this yeah, show. Yeah. How many? <laughs> How many, like, graphically horny comments do you get on photos of Papa that you may have to remove or censor?
1: <laughs> Quite a few. We get tagged in a lot of stuff as well. Like, like I get it i get and i understand it in a a weird way (laughs) yeah it's not my my own personal preference but yeah um there's been i think there's been quite a few that we've had to either remove or just ignore completely i feel feel bad removing people's comments sometimes unless they're really overtly wrong or graphic or something but it's just just, sometimes i just choose to ignore them (laughs) you know i've seen it a lot i agree with you i've seen that quite a bit around around it around the whole fandom like yeah
0: as someone who spends a lot of time on twitter especially (laughs) on my podcast twitter the amount of like ghost struggle tweets i've seen shout out to you guys my god i i don't know what goes through people's heads but you do you
1: you know yeah it's true, it's you true. Do it's you. It's, that's the thing there's a lot
0: of um <laughs> <laughs> and you say that go struggle
1: that so i heard a word with it first quite a lot and it's just oh, hmm. i'm appreciative of some of the i think it's cool that's not pretty not the right word but i think it's okay <laughs> but yeah, as you say you be you we have our own interpretation and respect for it yeah, if you if
0: you wanna you wanna, you know, do the dirty with Papa Too, you do the dirty with Papa Too.
1: It's, it's on you. Yeah? I'm not judging.
0: I'm not judging. <laughs> uh right. Shall we get into the song? Perfect, cool. Yeah. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Okay, so previously on the Gospel of Ghost. So we started out Opus Eponymous with the formation of the clergy. We then moved on to the sort of planning around the Antichrist and bringing the Antichrist to Earth so that the devil or Satan can manifest himself essentially and the plan, the grand plan can begin. So in the past few episodes, we've had Papa reaching out to the women of the universe that this is all set in and essentially telling them and Rightly so, that they're equal, and he wants them to be in just as much power as as the men of the universe, and has got them on his side. And then in the last episode, Death Nail, which was a rather interesting one, because my guest actually came up with a rather good theory. Okay, the last episode is the conception of the Antichrist. And from what my guest was discussing, from what I've now thought about, she said at the time that it was, in fact, Lilith, who is known as the demon wife of Satan, essentially. She is the mother of demons. Sorry. Yeah. I am thinking, because of just some lines in this, that it is maybe actually just a mortal form of Lilith who will become the demon form of Lilith in the next album. And I do actually have a song that that might fit into. So we're running with that. It is Lilith, but at the moment, she's mortal. Yeah and carrying the antichrist. So that's where we're at, moving in to Prime Mover. So let's go through the lyrics a little bit. Clad in cloak, a secret of nun, bearing the old one's bastard son. I have a mental image in my head, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, if you've if you've followed along the story, I always have like a theater play/musical in my head of how I picture yeah. the setting. Yeah. So in my head right now, the nun in question, who is potentially Lilith, Just in a mortal form, is currently on the run. Whether the church have found out about the plan and are chasing her, or is she worried about? You know, is she just worried and hiding from the population in general? That can be open to her interpretation. But in my eyes, she's running from the church because they have found out about the plan. And even though the clergy is somewhat bigger now, they simply don't have the power to stop the church from, you know... D- condemning. yeah, Condemning and, you know, killing this nun who is carrying yeah. the Antichrist. So instead of that, instead of being able to protect her, she's fleeing and hiding, which is her only option what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah i, I totally agree I, I feel when i always listen to this song because i say it's probably my favorite um on the album just that opening line it just makes you think of like a, a dark or stormy night, and then as you say like some a cloaked figure stalking through the streets just trying looking very anxiously and that would that would make sense in the fact that she would she was being condemned or she was running away from from the church it, it just, yeah it, it all adds up really that definitely sort of starts or sets the scene for the rest of the song or for the rest of the, the play essentially
0: Agreed. I really want a ghost movie. My God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Papa, if you're listening, hit me up. Yeah, indeed. This guy has got, no, I always got faults. (laughs) I actually was a filmmaker in my past, so hit hit me up, Papa. I've got this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, with that with that stage setting, let's move on to the second set of lyrics. Because, you know, it's an interesting set of lyrics, but I think it is a very literal description of what is happening. What's happening, yeah. Not a lot to analyse in there. Veracus phallus, obsessed and poised her, cast a veil of dusk upon the cloister. No. So, it, yeah. <laughs> what does Veracus phallus mean? Um veined penis I'm, Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. yeah yeah. do you know what comes into my head whenever I listened to, whenever I had whenever I found out what varicose phallus meant go on do you go ever on. see Superbad I have yeah you know that, that scene where he's describing that he used to draw penises oh. and he's just like I was drawing <laughs> yeah. this penis one time big veiny bastard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as he's got, soon he's got, as got I a big read... real problem for it, it? he yeah, just yeah. <laughs> <one stop. laughs> as soon as I read that I was just like big veiny bastard didn't it yeah. Oh, God. Do you know what? I've
1: never realised, like as much as I've listened to this song and really, as you say, the the, the lyrics are quite literal in what in what they say and what they pronounce. Yeah. I think that's only just clocked with me what that specific line means now. Yeah? That, that line leading into the next line. Yeah. I think, like, <laughs> before, I thought it was just... Uh, either like a phallic object or 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 a symbol of because i knew about the varicose meaning meaning veins Mm -hmm. maybe maybe like a veiny figure or something i never really put two (laughs) together but now reading it in the in just seeing the lyrics here i can tell
0: yeah it's on on my tinder line now yeah (laughs) hit me up yeah But yeah, um it does it does really relate to the next line, um mm-hmm. which is obviously obsessed and poised her. It it these two lines are ca- are these three lines actually are in a way doing my job and recapping what happened in Death Nail. Yeah, yeah. Obsessed and poised her could refer to the state of the nun known as Lilith. You know, obsessed doesn't always, doesn't always mean that like it's a love obsession or whatever. It can also mean like preoccupation or or even being haunted by something. Yeah, yeah. So it could be that she's being haunted by the event of the previous episode. Maybe it just wasn't what she had imagined going into it. But at the same time, she should she could also be preoccupied for the safety obviously. Yeah. of The Antichrist.
1: And I also thought it sort of, in terms of the obsession, it sort of means like maybe to be held captive. Maybe not. Again, maybe even, even just like a mentally being held captive or uh, mm. physically being held captive. Like in, in a similar way. Yeah. So she she couldn't leave the. The varicose fans <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Mentally or physically. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cast a veil of dusk upon the cloister. Have you done any looking into this line?
1: No, but I feel like it's got a very sexual connotation.
0: you think that. Following,
1: following from the last line, I can, I can guess what maybe a cloister is. <laughs> You'd think be quite that. To say it. you think okay. that. Okay. But,
0: and I, and I had the exact same thought. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this is just you know, a horrible metaphor. Which, by the way, it could very well be. Yeah. It yeah. It, it probably plays the double entendre motif that ghosts are so fond of. Cool. But a cloister is actually a type of covered walkway typically found in religious buildings such as covenants, monasteries, and cathedrals. Okay. I didn't know so, I think from this we can infer that with the conception of the Antichrist and Death Nail, Papa is trying to say the sun has started to set metaphorically over the foundations of god over the homes of god as well as also being a sort of sly double entendre for the events of the last episode
1: yeah i like that i, I can agree with that yeah
0: you've probably been that's... in a closer before and just not realized it to not realized
1: right yeah yeah yeah
0: that's um, a nice
1: double that's a nice double which say double entendre like a nice double meaning to, to what it could be or interpretation to, to what this could be hmm any other thoughts on those lines? Um, no, not really. No, I think I think that's quite, it's quite, as you say, quite literal. Um, I think you've explained it well, though. That's nice.
0: Thank you. Let's move on, then, to the chorus. Prime mover, maternal slave, with child of her grave. Mm-hmm. Did you do any research into what a prime mover is? Yes. So, cool. uh, I don't know if you, if you want to... Uh, no, you... Away. Re- what did you find? Cool.
1: Uh, so it was just from the, the genius lyrics, but it said, um, a prime mover is by definition an initial source of motive power designed to receive and modify force and motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this metaphorically represents how the Antichrist will soon be a source of power and will shape the world at his will, making everyone follow uh, Satan. That's what the... Uh,
0: genius lyrics like it contributes. <laughs> genius lyrics are pretty much what they say they're genius lyrics um, <laughs> yeah no I, I have pretty much the exact same thing um, a prime mover is identified as a person who is chiefly responsible for the creation or execution of a plan that was definition cool. by Merriam Webster nice this could be referring to Lilith, the nun known as Lilith, who is responsible for keeping the plans of the clergy going. Or it yep. could be the Antichrist himself being the executioner of the plan in the grander scheme of things. Yeah,
1: okay. So there's, a, there's a lot of meanings to it. There's a lot of it does. ways it could be perceived.
0: It's also... Yeah. Which actually ties into a line later on. It's also a starting component of an engine slash machine. So it yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it I'm not saying it's that's probably not the definition that they were going for, but it will fit in with a later line and I'll call back to it, but it also means cool. um the starting component of a machine.
1: Yeah. Okay. In the initial spark or the,
0: the moving moving motion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Maternal slave is, you know, <laughs> A pretty powerful statement to make. <laughs> I don't know what Papa's thoughts are on pregnancy and children, but... I thought, yeah, in a sense that she
1: she was enslaved to, to, to carry the Antichrist, to carry this child. And that's maybe, in, in sort of a sad way of looking at things, that's her only role, or that's perceived as her only role in just carrying the, or being the... Uh, what's the word? The vessel. The vessel, that's that's yeah. the one. And the vessel for, for, the, for the Antichrist, yeah. Yeah. It was almost like a conduit
0: for, uh, yeah... Mm-hmm. So what's to come?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I pretty much got the same thing. I said either Satan himself sees her as nothing more than a slave. You could also replace that with Papa, I suppose. Yeah. Or indeed, this could be the perspective of the Antichrist inside her, who has no motherly feelings for her because the Antichrist is a bad, evil thing. <laughs> yeah, i that. And... You know, just as a sort of spoiler for Infestissimum, I don't think this is the last time we will hear from the Antichrist before it's born. With Child of Her Grave. I mean, I think this is just It's just the, the thing that would inevitably kill her or you, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That sense? Exactly. I mean I, I I had down there is two logical meanings behind this it's that mm-hmm. a possibly the physical act of delivering this let's be honest here it's going to be a beast it's not exactly a human being yeah will be so traumatic to her body that she will die yeah or it's referring to the fact that will be the grave of all of mankind including herself because the prophecy will be fulfilled oh uh, i see yeah i it. Like thank you Good chorus though i like i like i like prime mover's chorus. i like prime mover a lot more than i thought i did let's put it that way
1: yeah as i say the whole build i think just initially the build-up to the song it's so long and sort of um about
0: a minute about a minute long
1: yeah and it's it's sort of as it really builds into the song the impact of the song it's for- foreboding in a way it's, it's quite it's quite it's a quite a slow build-up and it gets faster and faster and then bam and mm. you go, dun, 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 dun. so yeah I've, I've always loved it and, and you say that the the chorus is quite a punchy chorus as you say it's it's almost like three words in a way, but it's not. It's, it's, it's three short lines, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it's so impactful and so punchy that, yeah, it just sort of grabs your attention. There's
0: not actually a lot of lyrics in this song. Like, it seems no. like there is, but there there's is, not. Yeah. yeah, just looking through myself, I was just like, yeah, i have got shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so, next verse. Mother, filth in her womb. Father, waiting in tomb. Mm-hmm. So... Any thoughts on that the mother the filth in the womb is quite literal
1: foreshadowing the, uh, the inevitable doom that's about to, to, to come out and, and spread across the land and you, as you say you fulfilled the prophecy and just to say isn't that there's nothing good in, inside her essentially not inside herself as in um in, inside lilith or the nun um but inside inside in terms of what she's carrying it's just as you say the spawn of pure
0: evil the devil there's nothing good about it it's just agreed i literally said i think this is quite frankly a literal definition of the current status i did note that filth in her womb maybe is also coming from her own perspective maybe she's uh... sort of you know i'm not saying that she's having second thoughts maybe she's not because i'm imagining this pregnancy isn't very easy on her <laughs> as it gets in later that it, it you know it, do, it I will I will explain that it is kind of killing her even as she is pregnant. Yeah, but I'm imagining that maybe she's seeing it like that or this was my other point. and it actually thinking about it now makes a lot more sense for me. This is actually from the perspective of the church and not the perspective of the clergy. Okay. So this is the perspective of the Church of God, who are calling the Antichrist the filth in her womb, the mother and the father who's waiting in tomb. Obviously, they know it's Satan. Tomb, obviously, has the definition of, you know, everyone think automatically of a grave. Yeah. But it is actually a structure or underground room where someone is buried. We could infer from this the underground room where the father is waiting is simply hell
1: hell yeah of course because you got that's always been the, the literal thing of heaven and hell heaven obviously up in the air up in the, up in the sky above mm-hmm. everyone and hell deep below deep below the earth so yeah i could see that that's quite that's quite a good interpretation
0: thank you so uh, am i right in thinking that it makes more sense that it's coming from the church's perspective do you think
1: yeah because especially when you you hear this being said obviously um by papa in the song he sort of screams it or ex- exhales it as if it's uh like desperation or uh, exasperation by the by the by the church as you, as you said their sort of desperation of, uh, of what's to come really
0: yes definitely definitely i agree yeah making talking like that i think that makes a lot of sense i think that's from the perspective of the church cool okay so let's try saying this hmm. <laughs> satana satanas is it yep. satanas or th- satanas it's always it's, satanas yeah. satanas yeah. Yeah. yeah antichrist spiritus non sancti I mean, there's nothing, literally nothing, to analyse here. It is literally the father, Satan, the yep. Antichrist, the son, and mm-hmm. the unholy spirit. yeah, <laughs> Or unholy ghost, depending on, obviously, which part of religion you were raised from.
1: Yeah, and that's, as you say, I think I am from... Aidan's episode, you were saying that that was quite a it was like the repetition of three, and mm-hmm. also in terms of flipping this over. So, you have obviously the the, the normal church and then the anti church, and this just seems to be a complete spin on the, as you say, the, the usual Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's now, yeah, Satan as Antichrist, mm-hmm. uh, Spiritus non sancti, the, the
0: unholy spirit, yeah. Mm. So, it's, it's, it's a complete flip, yeah. I like the way um, this sort of, the way that this line is sung. It's sort of whispered, but with multiple voices. Yeah. To me, that would say that this particular line is actually from the general population and that the word of Satan is spreading like underneath yeah the nose of god though underneath yeah, the nose yeah. of the church
1: because it sort of undermines what's just been said with the mother filth in, mil, mm-hmm. filth in her womb sorry and mm-hmm. father waiting in tomb if he were to say that was but from the church this saturn ass antichrist line
0: yeah it sort of undermines that maybe it's exactly what it is is the is the population starting to be like um eh, no yeah. like, you guys are wrong we're, we're gonna go for up. this one
1: yeah. yeah and you say it's quite it's like a, a chorus of whispered mm-hmm. it's not really exclaimed or very loud loud or punchy it's quite whispered but you could say that it's it's quite at the moment it's still quite small oh definitely. you say small clergy but it's it's starting it, there are sort of like cracks in the mud or
0: you say like there's, there's stuff like
1: slowly rising up
0: yeah agreed so next line selected air machinery insect bloodline of the dark architect. I hate this machinery insect line. Don't know about you. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um, in
1: terms of interpretation or, or just generally hearing it?
0: Uh, in terms of interpretation, it also, okay. feel, I don't know, it just doesn't. Um, I have a theory for it, which does tie into the prime mover description. Yeah, okay. Uh, so the first, obviously the first bit selected there is just highlighting the importance of the Antichrist. Machinery mm-hmm. Machinery insect so i said this could refer to the mother if we are looking at the plan as a whole so the plan to bring about the antichrist as a whole a whole unit a whole machine for example like one giant doomsday machine (laughs) while important in the grand scheme of things she is an insect in the machine compared to the gods that are in battle that's kind of what i'm reaching at is that yes prime mover means the person who executes the plan etc but it also means the Starting part of a machine in this case would be the mother
1: reaching. No, 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 not at all. um I was going to say the machinery insect. If you think about an ant hive, mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. um there's thousands of worker ants. There's only the one queen or the one head honcho at the top, which, you, as you could say, the interpretation for Satan and the, the people below it. um She's just another, literally, another cog in that machine. She's she's uh, nothing but a, me- a menial insect, one small drop in in the ocean, in the sense where just like a, a small chapter in. Yeah, in this succession or this this uh coming of the
0: antichrist it's the only thing i could think of honestly <laughs> I, yeah, I spent no, so long on this line just being know, like no, what I mean, the does, hell it, it doesn't make sense yeah when you hear it i think in terms of the fact obviously
1: in terms of interpretation i can see i can see that this is quite a hard line to interpret but it's one of my in terms of my favorite lines and you always do think about it machinery insects yeah you just you just think of like, like say a load of ants or a load of worker bees and just coming to that coming to coming together to get that ultimate goal um, mm. Which, which it does make sense.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All my hard work. Is, all my hard work is paid off. <laughs> As a method to the madness. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I'm getting to the last chorus, or the last, mm-hmm. sorry, the last verse, because the the next chorus is just the same thing. There is nothing more to discuss on that. There's nothing more to yeah. add on to it. Okay. So these are the last three lines that we're going to be discussing. Toxic blood of not known birth. The Antichrist will walk the earth. I'm thinking we can probably link this back to the child of her grave line. Yeah. Whatever is inside her isn't human, probably not even mortal. So it's killing her from the inside because, you know, I did a little research. Obviously, I didn't know a lot about the functions of childbirth and the functions of pregnancy. I did a little research and it does actually state that a mother and a child do share blood, right? While they're pregnant. Yeah. Okay. So the mother gives the blood, the good, clean blood into the fetus and then the fetus expels the sort of bad blood into the mother's system because it's more easy it can actually it can handle it because it has all the antibacterial stuff and stuff yeah okay that makes sense so but in this case (laughs) the antibacterial stuff also contains toxic satan blood (laughs) so it's feeding off her and she's dying from him
1: yeah okay I, 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 i love the the level of analysis you've gone into it and the, the, the research you've done. Because I didn't read really know that personally, but when you think about it, it does make sense in terms of the sharing blood and removing the toxicity. But this is, I think, as you say, this sort of overrules it in the sense that with a normal birth, it'd be fine, and this is just a normal, natural process, but the fact that it's the Antichrist, it's something of filth, and it's not, it's something unclean, and it's the, the, the from the devil, it's completely toxic, and it's completely unwanted in, in, a, in a general sense, and unnatural.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you any idea what my Google searches look like, man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm doing yeah. these podcasts? As as I knock on the door from the FBI or something. <laughs> oh, not yet.
0: Not yet. Let's give it time. <laughs> Or
1: even the uh. Catholic Church or someone <laughs>
0: I'm praying for your soul, young one. Yeah, yeah. That was lost long ago. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: Oh, pretty.
0: <laughs> I also said just as like a a final closing thought that this whole it's feeding off her and, and she it's growing from her and that she's dying from him. It's also yeah. in my eyes a really big sort of analogy, a big metaphor, a big comparison to the what is going to happen to the humanity when Satan eventually arrives because they're gonna feed him all their worship and he's going to just you know not be a very nice man about it. No, no, it's just gonna be yeah. Gonna not gonna spoil the end of Meloria because <laughs> I have my thoughts on that, and that's gonna be the final episode, I think. So cool. we'll see. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm interested. <laughs> but yeah, it does. It as you say, this whole song's been this whole build up towards that point, mm-hmm. and now it's finally yeah coming to fruition. But as you say, it's not it's not a good thing that's coming to fruition. It's uh it's it's bringing the the start of a of a, a really bad rain in a sense a rain like a rain of terror. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Well, that is going to conclude this episode of the Gospel of Ghost. I hope you've enjoyed being on the podcast, Brin. It's been a pleasure to have you.
1: Honestly, no, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure myself. And thank you for having me. It's been it's been really interesting to get into it. As I said, we do our best to plug you as best we can on Ghost Clergy. Um, and I think what you've got here is a, it's a really cool, interesting and unique thing that no one's done before in terms of not only a podcast, but the real in-depth analysis of the uh, of the ghost lyrics and the, uh, the ghost story in a sense that it's, it's, no, it's really good to it. It's really eye- eye-opening and it makes you think. So thank you.
0: Thank you very much. And people can find you at ghost.clergy.uk on Instagram correct yeah that's the one. thank you very much for joining me brin and i will see you guys next week for our final episode of opus which is going to be a bit different i'm going to be sort of recapping the story because genesis is an entirely instrumental song <laughs> and also discussing a little bit about here comes the sun see you next week guys heal satan